0: On the cover, Overclock reclines in a chair made of people in white lab coats. Their skin is covered in circuitry, and at his feet rest two dogs, one fluffy and black, the other brown and white. Behind him, the octopus wraps two tentacles around the makeshift throne, and at each shoulder stands a hulking figure in a suit of powered armor, on one side a humanoid crocodile, on the other a bull. The caption is in a word balloon, Overclock taunting the audience, Can they save Bahat? And stop me? Issue 4. Stop the clock. So issue 4... Starts with Piro outside the Kobe building. Last issue, uh, Overclock broke out of prison via his Clocker Spaniel's tick and talk, and a few minutes before that, Piro had showed up at Kobe to kind of hang out outside the building. And so you're outside and you hear this long whistle. It almost sounds like uh, like a firework, right? Like just going up into the air. That And then you see a streak of light, and you hear two rapid succession explosions on the northeast side of the building. So all the way around the building from you. But something has just impacted this building like a missile. What do you do? I'm gonna go investigate the explosions. Okay, so you're just gonna, like, what, run around to the side of the building?
1: Yeah, I mean, I imagine, like, getting, like... Miming a ladder, and then miming the ladder up, and then kind of sure. like, you know, moving around on the ladder.
0: I am going to make you roll to unleash your powers, because there is nobody out here. Ooh. So you're basically just pulling on yourself for this.
1: Okay, cool. Eight, ten.
0: Okay. So yeah, you do the thing. You have mimed a ladder, and you can kind of feel <laughs> uh, your mask sort of pulling a little bit mm-hmm. at, your, at your psyche to kind of manifest this thing. So are you just going up to the top of the building, or what is your plan with this ladder?
1: Uh, Just to get a better look
0: at the building, so yeah, probably the top. Okay, so you're just kind of climbing up this giant pyramid building. Uh, So yeah, you get to the top, it takes you a couple of minutes, and as you are reaching the top, you see probably the strangest sight you've seen in a while, which is uh, Overclock sands really all of his limbs replaced with cheap plastic prosthetics, holding onto the backs of two cocker spaniels, who are flying uh, with rocket legs through the night sky very quickly. Wow. uh, Sort of towards the center of town. What do you do? I guess I'm going to try to get uh, a copy
1: agent to help with this. How? Oh, man. Uh, Knock on all the windows going down the ladder. It
0: is a giant pyramid. (laughs) Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't know.
2: You can mime a glass cutter.
1: Yeah, I'm a glass cutter, and uh, cut a very large circle, I'm
0: and then... Cut a hole in the wall of this high-tech uh, pyramid building. I'm willing I'm to let you try. Uh, unleash your powers. Okay. Oh, uh, six? That is a six. Okay. So, mark potential.
1: Uh, do we reset the potential every... No, it's, okay. it's a track.
0: When it fills up, it you can you take an advancement. Right. So you can't get yourself to believe that this is going to work. <laughs> as much as you try. And there is a very soft, It's not going to work, Pyrrho. Oh, yay. You can stop him. You still have time.
1: Oh, man. Again. Okay, I guess I'm going to mind the jetpack and put on <laughs> put, put on two straps you know really like rev that one more <laughs> engine
0: <laughs> Just, I don't okay, know this hope. is, is going to be one more unleashed Oh, uh, nine. okay that's a partial success so mm. what you can do here um, you are going to be flying through the air after <laughs> overclock do you want to make this temporary or unstable or do you want to mark a condition I'm going to get uh, unstable unstable okay so, you you follow him far enough to see probably where his intended target is. Mm-hmm. He starts coming down from his sort of, like, ballistic arc, uh, sort of across the river. There's what looks to be some sort of almost a medical-looking building. It's not a hospital, but mm-hmm. it looks like it might be some sort of a research facility. At that point, your imaginary jetpack overheats, oh, and dang. you ram into a building.
1: Oh, dang. Uh,
0: so, you're not going to, like... You basically just crash through an open window. Okay. And it's an empty office building at this point in the night. So you find yourself alone in this empty office building. And we're going to pause right there. And we're going to move over to the Baroness. Mm -hmm. Overclock has dog-rocketed out of the building.
3: (coughs) Yeah. That's amazing. What do you do? (laughs) Do I know the schematics of this building well enough to know, like, how much time I would lose by trying to run around to a door?
0: You'd probably lose a good bit.
3: So, the first thing I want to do is... Just try to smash through this super-powered person-proof wall and follow him directly?
0: Yeah, I, I think, again, that is going to be an unleash your powers. Yeah,
3: that's certainly what I was you expecting. You are
0: changing your environment, so...
3: Yeah, I am, <laughs> what is
0: it? Overcoming an obstacle? You are overcoming an obstacle.
3: That's... that's an 8.
0: Okay, so that's a partial success.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, so, yeah, you start just hammering on this glass, and it is starting to, like, crack and splinter under your, you know, uh-huh. cyber-bear blows... So first off, do you want to mark a condition, or is it going to be unstable or temporary?
3: I think I'm going to mark a condition and just smash through it. Okay, I'm, what do you? Uh, I'm going to make myself angry at this
0: point. <laughs> You're angry a lot. Because I'm
3: I'm pretty I'm pretty angry. That makes sense. At overclock right now. Okay. Like
0: so you like chump. So you like roar just in kind of this giant uh, cyber bear. Uh, I guess Pyro from outside would have heard this as they are rocketing uh, after overclock, and this window just. Bursts open, and you are off like a shot. And you can see, at this point, Piro up in the sky with an imaginary rocket pack, uh, and then way off in the distance from them, you see the twin jets of Overclock's uh, dog jets. And you see Piro roll and crash into a building. What do you do? So I'm
3: going to say there's definitely a few panels of me looking back between (laughs) them and the... uh... The yeah. pain of decision on my face, uh-huh. but I think in the end I'm going to run, I'm going to chain, pull myself away and run towards <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, you can see that they have crashed into an office building, mm-hmm. and you can probably make it there pretty quickly. Right. So we're going to pause that. William, we left you in a room with a shrine to your great-great-grandfather, Balthazar Furnace. Uh, apparently with a large portrait made of his own skin. You've been told that you can leave whenever you want. That said, there are a couple of things in this room that I would like you to know about, now that you have a man. Okay. There is what looks to be a low altar with a pentagram, and then inside the center of that inscribed, that uh, alchemical symbol for iron, that is your family's crest. At each point of that, there is a candle. They look to be uh, have lit recently, but they are out now. And then there are a couple of depressions in the wall that have basically little, like, knickknacks. There's a couple of, uh, like, old pieces of jewelry. Uh, there's a bunch of old cigars in one of them. Basically, these look like little offering nooks in the in this shrine room. What do you want to do?
4: Can I take some time and try and, like, de- dedicate the pentagram shape and ball thing to memory?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, it almost feels like this is something that, as soon as you see it, it is just in your head. You definitely are connected to it. Okay.
4: Lacking anything else to do at this point, since I have no idea what else is going on, I'm probably going to sit and consider this for a while, the whole thing. I've just been told some rather uh, gruesome information. I feel like he needs to process that for a little while longer.
0: Okay, so yeah, we just get that panel of William kind of just probably standing there in just sort of this stunned shock almost. And from there, we got one, uh, one more scene with Darren. Yes. You've gone to kind of bed for the night. It's slightly after midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, weird question, do you sleep? I do not. Okay, so what do you do at night?
2: Uh, I have a small garden of mushrooms in the basement.
0: So you just tend to your mushrooms. I tend to
2: my mushrooms, yes. <laughs> my mushrooms and my, my little moss patch and various fungal Friends and creatures, yes.
0: Do you talk to them?
2: I nurture them because they don't talk the same language that I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have very different dialects. Okay. But I, I still enjoy the, the nurturing, and I treat them more like we would a cat or a dog. Uh, give them a sediment and check up on them and give them water and mist them.
0: Okay. <laughs> so... Let's cut directly to uh, the Baroness and Piro. Mm-hmm. You have now gotten up into this office building, and you two are kind of together at this point. Okay. What do you do?
3: First thing I'm gonna do is make sure that Piro is okay.
0: Yeah, they seem fine.
3: <coughs> okay, um... And
2: they, they gave the okay symbol to each right, other, just, right. to, just to clarify.
3: Yes. Yes, <laughs> that was
0: not spoken. So, things that you know, uh, mm-hmm. just because, new episode. You have about 30 minutes before uh, Dr. Yeah. Bahat's pacemaker goes into overdrive and will likely end him or at least make his life very bad. At the same time, you know that Overclock is going somewhere to do something probably nefarious. What are you gonna do?
3: I, I know where Overclock's hideout is, it, right?
0: Yes, he did tell you where it was.
3: Do I? Do I know whether it's close to any of the other people?
0: Probably Darren, since it's out near a suburb.
2: Also, wouldn't Officer Darren be alerted that there was a break-in or an alarm system going off
0: quite, at Kopi? Quite possibly, yes. Well,
2: yeah. The first thing I'm going to do is
3: I'm going to use my, my communicator eye, which I guess can send emails. Sure. It's also a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> know we, know,
0: have... we know you have Wi-Fi because <laughs> we hacked <compacted> it <laughs> last that's episode. That's right, that's right,
3: I did so i'm going to use my wi-fi to try to call their cell phones uh them being uh, william and darren
0: uh so i'm yeah i'm not gonna make your roll for that it's you're literally okay. making the call
3: so i'm, I'm going to place those
0: calls i don't know if they're gonna pick up or not okay so right quick uh and this is probably the most important question i have ever asked you we're gonna start with darren what is your ringtone
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, My ringtone is uh, complicated by Avril
0: Lavigne, obviously. Nice. Sorry. And, (laughs) William, what is your ringtone?
4: Uh, It's the Sound of Flame. Damn
0: it. Okay. (laughs) Sound of
4: Flame. Who's that by? No, it's not a song. Oh, I'm okay. Saying it's literal like just, like fire. Just like <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound. Like just, yeah. Okay. All right. I like montages. Okay.
0: So we get basically uh, split panels where both uh, Darren and Williams' phones are going off. I'm assuming you guys answer. Oh yes. Okay. Because it does say on the front that it's coming in from the bear. I only
2: so. have three contacts. So
0: <laughs> four.
2: Yeah, I have a whopping four. four contacts in my phone. So okay. Uh, I yeah. will of course be like, well, this okay. is definitely not Officer Darren
0: because he's asleep. Right, uh, Baroness? Is this a three-way call, or are you calling each of them separately?
3: I suppose it would be a conference call. I'm okay. not sure I'm sophisticated enough to do each one separately. Sure,
0: sure. So you uh, you both pick up right about the same time. Go for it.
3: So Overclock has escaped.
0: How did that happen?
3: He hacked my Wi-Fi. I I didn't even know I had Wi-Fi, but <laughs> <laughs> he he has these robot dogs, you know, some some sort of German Shepherd, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're they Spaniels. cocker spaniels. But um, anyways, he he went to a secret facility, and he also set hot to like explode or something. <laughs> So I can't do both. Yes, Pio is with me. They they also can't do both. <laughs> are you guys available? What do we to need help? to do? Um, to, I don't know where you guys are, but I can tell you where Bahat or where uh, overclot's lab is. If someone can go there and base and shut down the mainframe, Bahat won't die. That will give me a chance to go after Overclock. Conversely, you can come with me and Piro, to go after overclock.
4: Text me the address of this mainframe, and yeah. I can go take care of that.
3: I send both of you the address of where I think he's going, and of the, uh, the warehouse for the Save Baha.
4: So, there I'm are just... You coming with me, or going with them?
3: Who is this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... It's William. <laughs>
2: I have to be sure. <laughs> you all sound very similar.
4: It's. I, I, I'm the guy who summons the demons.
2: <laughs> Good to hear from you, William. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll be a long night. Uh, so, who's, who's doing what? Let's just pin that down right quick. You guys, uh, Piro and the Baroness, you know where um, Overclock was heading. It's just across the river from you guys, so you're relatively close. The address for his uh, hideout is pretty close to Darren. William, having the resources that William does, could probably get to either of those locations pretty quickly.
2: Can I talk to Officer Darren before I leave, or yeah. should
0: I should I sneak out
2: like a rebellious teenager, like they do in the John Hughes movie? <laughs> 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 yeah.
4: Oh, this is to me. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably ask Officer Darren. Only <laughs> rebellious teenagers sneak out, and that is not what you want to be.
2: But it seems like the rebellious teenagers are the ones who are in all the movies.
4: You know what? Fine. I'm gonna sneak out, but you do what <laughs> you
2: I think you're very cool, so I'm
0: gonna do what you do. That can't possibly get me in any trouble. Okay, so, guys, we just triggered a comforter support move. <laughs> what did I mean? say? Roll mundane. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because you, you have especially more in- influence over me.
0: That's six. Okay, so that is a failure. You said that all the cool kids uh, you know, sneak out, and all the cool kids sneak out, and you may be not feeling as cool as maybe your friend William at this point. Yeah. So I guess what it comes down to is, are you going to try and sneak out, yes, or are you going to talk to Officer Darren?
2: I have a great deal of respect for Officer Darren, but I also want to be more human-like. And it feels that this is part of the human experience, the sneaking out at night. And I've never been invited to a party before. <laughs> so I have never had an opportunity to sneak out before now. Okay,
0: so you sneak So in. I'm
2: going to sneak out. All
0: right, so we get a couple of panels of uh, uh, Darren just, like, tiptoeing through the house. And you get in the background of those panels, Officer Darren looks like he's suiting up, and he's got his cell phone, like, held between his shoulder and his ear. Um, and there's, like, off-panel dialogue, that you can't mm-hmm. really see what he's saying. But, you, mm-hmm. you know, he's talking to someone, and... He's getting ready to go out. Yeah. So you guys, just to be perfectly clear, Darren and William are going to Overclock's lair, basically. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Pyro and the Baroness are going to go and try and stop him. Yeah. So we're going to start with Overclock's lair, so with Darren and William. Mm -hmm. So you guys meet up at this address. It's just down 17th Street, um, which is kind of like (laughs) towards the outskirts of the city proper, where it starts hitting the suburbs. And there's a lot of abandoned buildings out here. It's seen kind of better days. Most of the really high-tech industrial stuff has moved into the city center. And the actual location looks to just be a big squat warehouse. And you guys are standing outside of it at this point. What do you do?
2: This looks rather unimpressive for Overclock's hideout.
4: Makes it kind of perfect, really, though.
2: Have you seen many hideouts for villains before? (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> Not a lot. A few. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, we should definitely be on the lookout for traps, though. Just to be clear, you could have more mechanical animals around. Mechanics.
0: Oh, mechanimals is so good. <laughs> no, not mechanimals. That's totally <laughs> <laughs> mechanimals.
2: Mechanimals. Why
0: didn't I think
2: of that? Well, if we are very careful and very fortunate, then we will avoid them. What type of traps would a villain have?
0: Are you guys at this point kind of trying to look around to see if there's a? Yes, I'm going to assess the situation. Let's, let's, do, let's, go, ahead and, let's go ahead and do that. Okay, I'll well, assess
4: that situation. I got. A nine.
0: Okay, so you guys. So I guess the first thing we should do is add a little team to the pool because it is the beginning of a new session. So there is one team in the pool just to begin with. Could Darren help in this regard?
2: Yeah, I see things in a different light spectrum. Yeah. Can I look around me and see any like light
0: emissions or UV yeah. radiation? That, that or... would be enough to push that up to a ten. I'm absolutely going okay. to do that. So go ahead and take that team out the pool. Go ahead and ask. Uh, I believe you get three of those questions off. Two questions. Two questions. All right. So go ahead and ask those questions.
4: (laughs) I'm going to mistranslate this. The question of who here is most vulnerable. I want to know what section of this building Mm -hmm. looks most vulnerable to us.
0: Sure. To you specifically, the roof. There's what looks to be like a big window up there that you could probably break light type thing. Yeah. Okay. Easily.
2: (laughs) And do you communicate this to me?
0: Yes. Okay.
4: And I want to know. Can we see any of the windows or anything at this point?
0: The windows seem to be frosted over. It looks like somebody has gone through with like a spray paint pan and a spray paint can. Okay.
4: Um, and can I now. ask my second question? If we, Can I fly up to the roof and then ask another question? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So you guys want to fly up onto the roof? Yes. Yeah, yes. I don't think that's hard for either of yes, you. Yes, so. I float. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys fly up onto the roof. Uh, are you wearing your demon or are you having it carry you? Okay.
4: Uh, I'm going to start a void uh, summoning and desummoning as much now, so (laughs) he's going to be carrying me. Okay.
0: So you've got a demon that has carried you up to the roof. Okay. (laughs) Um, At that point, what do we see down through the skylight? Is it also frosted? No, the skylight is not. Um, So what you can see on the interior, this place is pretty dark, and it's, you know, kind of the middle of the night. But you can definitely see big machines, you can see a couple of big glass-like tubes, Um, You can see all the way towards the far end, there is what looks to be just a giant mainframe computer. It almost takes up the entire wall. But yeah, you can definitely see a bunch of what... You can't really make out what kind of tech, but some pretty complicated looking machinery in there. And big glass tubes.
2: I can touch you and we can phase through. You'll only be gelatinous for a couple of seconds.
4: I'm, I'm not sure. I'm. Will you... I'll well, keep that in mind. That doesn't sound super pleasant. <laughs> um, so is there any part that looks the most... I'm just going to go off and ask my second question based on none of these. Mm-hmm. Is there any part of this building that looks the most likely to house an actual lair type place? Also, this just looks super generic.
0: It really is does. Is there any cool.
4: corner that's like, a, or like walled off or anything to
0: that effect? There's really not, um, but a lot of the machinery does kind of get in the way, because you're just looking down through this skylight. Right. So really, you've got a very narrow band of vision. So whatever's off to kind of the left and the right of this is just kind of past your field of vision at this point. Okay. I don't really have a second question, though, then. You? You can always hold on to it. If you have a second question that you would use for Assess, you can hold on to that.
2: Unless we see animals
0: You don't, at this point. Is this skylight straight glass, or does it actually open? It looks like it's just glass.
4: Are there? Is there roof access of any kind? There is not. I really don't want to become gelatinous. (laughs) I would rather just bust through. (laughs) It's a
2: coming of age moment in my
4: culture. (laughs) (sighs) All right. I suppose if you think this is a good idea, I'll we'll do this your way.
2: Am I also taking your demon?
4: No, I'll just de him for the time being. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so I'm going to make you roll to major Powers to all right. phase you guys through this class. Alright.
1: Nice. Eleven plus...
2: Two, so
0: thirteen. Yeah, you do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you do the thing really well. Yeah, no, no trouble at all. You basically just kind of grab... William and the two of you kind of, like, Slimer pour through this window. (laughs) You reconstitute inside Mm -hmm. the, uh, the warehouse itself. You can see a little more down here at this point, And you can see along each wall, there are basically big... They look like plexiglass boxes, and inside of those, there appear to be figures. They're kind of large, humanoid, but there are no lights in here, so you can't really make out what they are. Can and there look to see... be two of them, one on either side.
2: Can I see any radiation or lights of any sort?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of electricity floating around there is. through here. Okay. There's a like. Can Most I see the... it
2: congregating towards the mainframe? Oh, yeah.
0: The mainframe yes. is kind of the, the center of this whole thing. A lot of the other machines that you can see in here now, William, you might actually recognize. A lot of these are uh, high-end uh, biomed devices from Heron. So, like, life support systems, things for fabrication of uh, high-end prostheses. Interesting. Okay. Well, Darren, what do you want to do here? Can you guide
4: us to the uh, center of all this?
2: I'm seeing a lot of electrical current flowing through towards that to corner.
0: You are invaluable. (laughs) (laughs) We head towards that. Sure. Yeah, so it's a giant mainframe computer. Um, There is a huge screen. It is easily five, six feet across. And right now, there is a screensaver on it uh, that (laughs) just has a clock that is showing the current time. What do you do? She just said to cut power to it, right? She did.
4: Can I unplug it?
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm going to unplug it. Okay.
0: You unplug the mainframe. Uh, again, I'm not going to make you roll for anything there. You're just pulling a plug. And there is this kind of electronic hum uh, that sort of winds down through this whole building. One by one, the lights inside the warehouse start coming on. And we will pause the scene right there and move over to Piero and the Baroness. Okay. So, Pyro and the Baroness, you have just gotten off of your conference call Your conference call with uh, Darren and William. Uh-huh. They are assumedly going to be taking care of Overclock's lair. And what are you guys doing at this point?
3: So, I'm going to turn to Pyro and say, you want to come with me to take out Overclock? Yeah, I nod. Okay. Before we go, I just want to let you know that Overclock can, like maybe control me and i don't know if i can stop him so watch my back while we're in there okay so. my, my character nuts okay there you go. i just want to let you know that i'm sharing this vulnerability that i have with you <laughs> <coughs> Do are you, you just... trying
0: to trigger a move of some sort
3: yes perhaps my team move
0: when you share a vulnerability yes. with... how about you go ahead and trigger that what does that say yes
3: uh, when you share a vulnerability or a weakness with someone, give them influence and hold too. Okay, so. Which I can spend to help them as if it were team.
0: Nice. So, yeah, you now have influence over the Baroness. Yes. And you now have two hold that you can use to help Piro. Yes. As per team. Fantastic. Yes. Alright, so what are you guys doing at this point? Are you just in hot pursuit, or what's the plan?
1: I... My character hands, uh, the Baroness, uh, Larange's call? Card? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just because I, my character believes that maybe we should call more people to Overclock's escape.
0: You can definitely see from the Kopi kind of HQ pyramid that there is a lot of activity going on right now. <laughs> since again um, there was a, a an attack on it, so
3: so I'm still gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a good idea, and I'm actually going to call Static Jacques.
0: So you guys are just kind of hanging out in this office building, and you're going to call Static John. Yeah,
3: I'm just trying to make this call while we're sort of on our way okay. to follow him. Okay,
0: so you're on your way kind of across the river at this point. Yeah. Okay, so how does this look on the page? Are you running? Is Pyrrho writing? Can page?
1: I ride you, please? That's kind <laughs> of what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Can you so, mind a cell?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a couple of panels of Piro hanging on to the back <laughs> of the Baroness, who is just like... I don't want to say barreling, but <laughs> barreling through the street, and you're having this call as you're as you're rushing across uh, the right, river here. You have
3: to, like this, the movement streaks. Okay,
0: so Static Jacques is totally the kind of guy who would have one of those incoming call tones <laughs> where you have to listen to music before you can actually <laughs> talk to him.
3: He is, isn't he? Ah,
0: he really is, uh, and I think it's All Star. Um <laughs> <So not> Electric <laughs> Avenue? No, it's, it's All-Star. Damn it. It's totally All-Star. Um, so, by the, by the second frame of Hey Now, you're an All-Star. Oh, oh, hi! I didn't think you were gonna- Is- are we okay?
3: <laughs> um... Jacques? You know that guy that blew up the college? The clocktopus? The guy that
0: made the clocktopus. There was a guy that made the clocktopus? There was a guy that made the clocktopus, and he escaped. Oh, was that what those explosions were?
3: Yeah! Oh no! Could you, could you just, like, let everyone know that this is where he went?
0: Yeah! Thank you so much for believing in me!
3: <laughs>
0: oh, I believe in you, Chuck! I do! And you you can almost hear his spirits lifting. <laughs> like, I want you to roll to comfort or support someone.
3: Yeah. Six. Four? <laughs>
0: He can tell that you're not really, that your heart's not in it. (laughs) He goes, I'll, I'll do my best. And then he disconnects the (laughs) call. By this point, you guys are across the river and you can see that there's this kind of uh, medical research facility that now that you're close enough to it, um, it's called the Phoenix Institute. And the front, like third of the building where the door used to be is kind of gone Uh, Looks very similar to the uh, impact that the Clocker Spaniel's made on the uh, on the Copey HQ, and you can see inside. Something's on fire. What do you do?
3: I think we should look for the safest way in.
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, that seems like assessing the situation. So, somebody roll me some plus superior. Six. (laughs) There is not really a safe way into this building. Hero, yes.
1: Uh, I would like to mime driving a truck. And then Mime pulling a large hose from that truck, and then Mime turning on the hose to take out the fire to create a uh, safer way into the building.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. <All> right. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm fine with that. Okay. You have at least one witness here, and that seems like it's something that. Uh, you know what? Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers. As okay. Well, because you are overcoming the obstacle. Okay, five plus. Plus
1: three.
0: Seven. All right. Uh, is this unstable, temporary, or are you marking a condition? Temporary. Temporary, sure. So yeah, this this fire truck is going to get most of the fire out, um, which is weird, invisible water putting out actual fire. Who knows how that works? Um, (laughs) But but, yeah, you still have a couple of smaller fires going on, but it's not like the big blaze that it was. So you now have a path of entrance in, uh, and you can see basically there was a straight shot into this building, and you can kind of see silhouetted all the way at the end against what looks to be a big, well-lit room the form of overclock, and he's got two, you know, little dogs next to him, and he appears to be putting something on his left arm. What do you do?
3: Go, go, go. go. <laughs> okay, Piero makes the, the go, 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 go. sort of charge in there. All
0: right, so you are directly engaging a threat. Yes. Um, right quick before we do this, you guys are now directly engaging a threat as a team. Uh-huh. So we're going to go ahead and add some team to the pool. I actually think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Piero, weirdly enough, is leading this fight. I would totally agree. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, do you have influence over the Baroness? I do. I have,
1: uh, I had influence over the bear previously. Does that matter?
0: It actually does. So when someone takes influence over you again, Mm -hmm. you shift their labels. So before any of this happens, I need you to shift the Baroness's labels. How much do I get to shift? Just one? Yeah, you shift one up and one down.
1: Okay. I think I'm going to shift your superior up
0: and your danger down. Okay, Yeah, that makes sense. You think think the Baroness is a smart and not a dangerous bear? Yeah. Yeah. So first off, we add t- two to the team because you are entering battle against the dangerous foe. Mm-hmm. We add one more because you have influence over the rest of the team. Hero, what is your purpose in this fight?
1: Secure Overclock and get him back to Kobe facilities. Okay, so
0: capture Overclock. Yes. All right, uh, Baroness, how about you?
3: I'd say that's certainly one of my top goals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what are what are your actual top goals?
3: So I want to secure him because I feel like he's. I let him escape. I also want to not kill him.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Think, I think that's close enough. You're both basically trying to capture Overclock yeah. and put him back in custody. That's fine. So we'll add one more to the team. And then do you guys mistrust each other at all at this point? I don't think so. Okay. And I don't think you're ill-prepared or off-balance. I think you're coming in with a plan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that should put us at 14 <coughs> in the pool. And with that, we resume on this panel of the Baroness charging into the Phoenix Institute. Go ahead and roll that to, oh, yes. uh, to, to directly, to directly engage, engage a threat.
3: So I got a nine. No, that's eight plus two. That's ten. Okay, okay. so 10. I added those wrong. All right,
0: Heck yeah. Yes. So you've got a ten. So uh, do you want to trigger any of your bull moves, or are you just gonna take the straight ten? Because I know you've got some. Uh...
3: Um, I don't think I want to cause significant collateral damage yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't. I kind of charged in without. I'm not gonna activate punch everyone
0: right now. Yeah, I, I think I think this is. It's not without hedging your bets. Yeah. You know what you're getting into yeah. at this point. All right, so go ahead and pick two <laughs> off that list.
3: I. I, I'm going to resist or avoid any blows that might be coming at me Okay. defensively, and I think I'm also going to... I feel like I want to surprise Overclock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to surprise him by not barreling full force into him and sort of stopping right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Like, where I could have punched him in the face, but I okay. didn't. Just, just to see if he flinches. Yeah. yeah no, he definitely
0: Ooh. flinches. Ooh. So there's a couple of things that happen as you barrel into this room, you see you get past them, but as you're starting to come in, in the room that he's in there look to be eight other uh, people, just kind of at this point sort of lying on the floor, and as you barrel in they start to lift themselves up off the floor and you can see that they've got that eyes rolled back, kind of like glowy-eyed slight <laughs> circuitry going on. You're too fast for them to actually grab you and when you stop and like throw a claw, Overclock is like, whoa! What the? I thought we were on the same team here. I don't know. what... No. <laughs> okay. I think that is a good a good time to go back to Kiru.
1: Okay. Um, I follow the bear, um, but maybe less dedicated. <laughs> okay. Um, more observant of the surroundings, perhaps.
0: So you're just going in after? Yeah. All right. Are you trying to make any moves, or are you just trying to like assess your situation? Ah,
1: uh, assess the situation, I guess. Okay.
0: Yeah. Go ahead and roll that.
1: Okay. Three. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is crazy. <laughs> Things are on fire. You can see, like, <laughs> those weird techno-zombies that Dr. Bahat turned into, but now there's eight of them.
1: Uh,
0: and there's still the two clocker Spaniels, who at this point are turning around to face the Baroness, and Overclock is kind of, like, holding up his, his hands, uh, which now appear to be some sort of prosthesis. His legs are still kind of the plastic ones. Everybody, calm down. We don't need to do this. You guys can just let me go about my business. And nobody has to get hurt here. Sound good? What is your business? I told you. Well... Sort of told me. All right, I guess now that I'm out of containment, we can talk a little bit, can't we? And he looks over at the uh, technologically infected people and he's like, Guys, watch the door for me. And they file out towards the front of this building. And at that point, we're going to head back over to Darren and William. Yes. So Darren and William, uh, you have unplugged the mainframe, and now all the lights in this place have kind of turned on.
2: That seems like the opposite of what would happen when you unplug an electrical device.
0: You unplugged the computer. Yes. A giant computer. But the rest of this place does still have power. And you hear over kind of a tinny PA system me the password, or security countermeasures are going to enforce themselves. Four.
2: Uh, passwords. Uh, clocks are awesome. Three. <laughs> <So
3: good.
2: laughs> Clock. <laughs> Clocktastic. Two.
4: <laughs> nah.
2: Time's up! <laughs> Sorry, guys. We were looking for overclock
0: rules, but you gotta see it with a Z or else I know you're an arc. <laughs> and the two big cases with the humanoid figures in them open up. And what steps out of them, the one on the left, so this is closest to Darren, is, so first off, these are both in what look to be kind of power armor suits. They're, they've got humanoid limbs, but you can tell they're mechanical. There's a crocodile head sticking out the top. Which has a little eye. It's a crocodile, yes, congratulations. <laughs> and then it. the one nearest William uh, has a giant, looks like to be a steer head, like a, like a bull, uh, with a ring in its nose. So it's a clocks. It's a cloxen. <laughs> nice. And they basically start charging in towards the center, towards you guys. What do you do?
2: Uh, I grab him and I phase as both.
0: So you're basically trying yes. to. Yes,
2: um... I'm trying to avoid direct contact. Okay.
0: I think that seems like you're trying to defend William. Yes, basically. I so, am trying yeah, to defend William. Yeah, go ahead, William. We'll defend Six, Six, eleven. Nice. So you have definitely done the thing. You can add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition.
2: I'm gonna take influence over someone I protect.
0: Okay, so you know how influence over William. Did you have influence over William? She did Martin? yes. Fantastic. You can shift William's labels. All right. So, what do you want to shift? One up, one down.
2: Can I shift his savior up? Yeah.
0: And when do you want to go down?
2: I want his superior to go down. Okay, no,
0: that makes sense. All right, so yeah, go ahead and shift your labels there, because Darren basically uh, stopped you from getting trampled by an ox. Well, I guess a cloxin. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So, at this point, who do you think has taken control of this situation?
2: I think I have okay, so taken control, control of the yeah, situation. That's fine.
0: So, Darren is the leader in this particular fight. Uh, so, let's go ahead and add two to that pool to begin with. And you have influence over William. We just established that. So, we yes. can add one more. And do you both have the same purpose? What is your purpose in this fight, Darren?
2: Um, I think my purpose in the fight is to keep him safe because he seems softer and squishier than my other compatriots so far. Okay. And uh, I want to either confirm that we were successful in shutting off the computer, Mm -hmm. and then leave.
0: Okay. Keep William safe. Yes. Get out of here. I'm a bit more non-confrontational, yes. William, what is your purpose in this fight?
4: I have absolutely no motivation to actually fight these two. I came here specifically to shut down the computer. That goal has been accomplished as far as I know. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned... Uh, escaping and getting out. Yes, I think
0: that, I fine. think I think that's close enough to the same purpose. You're basically just yeah. trying to get out of the situation at this point. Yes. Um, so go ahead and add one more to the team. Do you guys mistrust each other?
2: I have mistrust for almost no one,
0: so okay. I don't. So William, do you trust the Pink Mushroom Girl from Beyond the Stars? I say weirdly yes. Okay. She seems too innocent
4: to actually like have any like motive against <laughs> me. So. Okay.
0: And again, I don't think you're off-balance or ill-prepared. I think you guys came here knowing that that there might have been traps, there might have been something of this nature. So, cool. You've got four in your team pool. The coxswain has kind of just trampled over William, who is now phased through it, and it looks a little bit confused. The clockodile, at this point, grabs just a big piece of machinery and hurls it towards Darren. What do you guys do?
2: I'm going to unleash my powers. I want to increase the density of the creatures so much they can't move.
0: Okay, so you're trying to, like, incapacitate it. Yes. Right. So they
2: become too heavy to actually walk or lift things, I think, is a goal. Is that too much? Or can I make the I, things picking I, up I too think, heavy?
0: I think removing their ability to move is definitely a thing you yes. could do, but that would be more of a directly engaging a threat. So let's go ahead and have you roll, later. All The right. Whoops-a-daisies. <laughs> And what's dangerous? Minus one? All right. Well, we got a four. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not so much.
4: <laughs> I don't want to spend all that team to save you, that you, you, no. can't.
0: you can only spend one team at a time. So, yeah. Hard move time. Okay, I'm ready. So first off, mark potential. Yes. You go to uh, increase the density of this thing. Yes. And the suit compensates, and now it's throwing even harder. Shit! Uh, So I want you to go ahead, and as you take a giant piece of machinery basically full on, go ahead and roll to take a powerful blow. Okay, is that two dice again? That is, yeah. It's two dice plus conditions marked. And you really want low on this roll, so do you have any conditions marked? I have guilty. So that's plus one. Yes, plus... Yeah, you're rolling plus your conditions marked. Okay. So you've got one condition marked. Yes,
2: so I have a seven.
0: Okay, so seven. So you have taken a powerful blow off that seven to nine (laughs) list. You can choose one. You lash out verbally, you provoke a teammate, um, you give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, or you can struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Could could William
3: spend a team to reduce that to a six?
0: No. Team only ever adds.
2: I'm going to say I struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Okay.
0: So you take a giant piece of machinery to the face. And yes. what does that look like uh, kind of on the page where Darren just kind of shrugs this off?
2: Oh, she does not shrug this off. <laughs> okay. I think uh, she'll get impact. Uh, I think a large part of my exterior will be kind of crunched. In, <laughs> like mushroom
0: style? Yeah, like mushroom
2: style, okay. like bruised and indented inward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all going to be very dark, purple, and oozy. And what conditions are you marking? I'm going to mark I am feeling insecure and
0: I'm feeling afraid. That, I think those make sense. All right, so William, you just saw this happen. What do you do?
4: Uh, I'm going to stick with what I initially said. There's no point in sticking around here as far as I can tell. Sure. This is not my fight. Sure. So you demon gets summoned, and basically I just intend for it to grab the two of us and fly us back up through the roof.
0: So just kind of like smash through the window on your way out?
4: Yeah, I oh. don't... Yeah, I, I, I just want to avoid them the,
0: yeah, completely. No, absolutely. I think that sounds like unleashing your powers. You're basically kind of overcoming an obstacle, which is this fight. I got a 7. Okay. So, yes, kind of standard there. You'll definitely do the thing, so you crash through the window, uh, and you're basically going to end up maybe on the roof who knows but you've crashed the window you're out of the warehouse proper do you want this to be unstable temporary or do you want a market condition? condition too many conditions already okay so, so unstable or temporary No. Yep. okay yeah i think temporary i think your your dad's whole situation is kind of on your mind at this point and something kind of in you is like i don't want to use this too too much or for too too long so as soon as you're out of the warehouse the demon just poofs and you're on the roof Okay. All right, so you guys are up on the roof now. You can still kind of hear these things rampaging around downstairs, but at this point it seems like they're actually destroying the lair itself. Like, they're just destroying any traces of what was down there. Mm. Breaking machinery, breaking glass. Um, what do you guys do?
2: I am still able to move pretty well. Uh, just look really ugly. I think I would... Phase us so we can float off of the roof and make our escape from there. What is our
4: goal to join back up with these
0: other two and try and help them out?
2: I think so. Why would they be? Wait, why would they be destroying his own lair?
0: That's a great question. But I think at this point, you guys have decided that you're going to be leaving this particular area and trying to regroup with the other with the other two. Okay. Okay. I'd agree with that. So, back to the Baroness and Hiro. So back at the Phoenix Institute, Overclock has now sent his uh, clock zombies out to watch the front. All right. Let me see if I can convince you to let me go here. I'm not great at talking about myself. Uh, And he looks over at Pyrrho. I think you understand. Someone really close to me got very, very sick. And I mean, like, inoperable sick. Cool. We got an offer. High-end, cutting-edge really experimental kind of uh, treatment. And all it would cost me was an arm and a leg, so yeah, I said yes. Now, I'm not gonna say that I expect miracles, and I understand that not every experiment ends well. This one ended extremely poorly. And he kind of taps the little chrome plate in his head. It's what happened afterwards that really got under my skin. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Humor is a way of coping, I'm sorry. And he looks over at the bareness. Do you remember everything that happened to you?
3: I shake my head.
0: Yeah. I don't know how to explain this without you having been there, and I think you might get part of this. I have a password lock on my brain. I know kind of what was done to me, but I don't really know by who or how, or really the full extent of that. What I know... And he reaches up. Oh, I'm sorry, I hate to do this in front of people. And he reaches in his mouth, and he, like, pulls a tooth, and his face opens. (laughs) And you can see that behind the skin, there is just metal. And that little chrome plate on the top of his head connects into what looks to be some sort of a processor. There are two things I know. This body's not real. Not even a little bit. And I still have a real one somewhere. I want it back. And the only things that I know are that a lot of the tech in me was based on designs by Grover Bahat. Now, I don't think he was directly involved, but I think he knows who bought his tech. You'd be stupid not to, right? So here's the thing. I know the wholesaler for this tech was the Heron Group. So I'm gonna absorb all of the tech in this institute, and I'm gonna go take out the Heron Building. Do you guys want in? Now, the Heron Building, just for the audience, is a group of four really tall office buildings connected to a huge central skyscraper in the middle of town. It is Mammoth. There are a lot of people that work there. So...
3: That escalated quickly.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a little bit desperate at this point. Why? I got ran in by Kobe. I'm in their system. Okay. And he looks out at the uh, the kind of clock zombies and you can hear sirens quickly quickly approaching. They're not gonna let me go. But I'm hoping that
1: you two might. I, I, I mime big ex- My arms mm-hmm. small and then large To be big explosion And
3: clactopus Yeah Collateral damage Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I feel for you, bro Feel for you, guy Um a giant office building just isn't the way to go about this. Oh, you
0: misunderstand me. I'm not going to destroy it. I'm going to upgrade the people in it until I find answers. Ah,
3: so that's what you meant by tech. I, I see now. That's also not cool.
0: <sighs> sorry. Sorry that sorry that you feel that way. And he looks over at Piro. You don't happen to have, like, a watch or a cell phone on you or anything like that, do you? I shake my head. You're lying to me. <laughs> And he taps his head. I'm on her Wi-Fi. <laughs> your phone starts overheating very, very rapidly. So your phone is starting to overheat. It seems like it might be getting very, very hot very, very quickly. And Overclock is, uh, at this point, starting to back away from the two of you. Really, I don't want this to go badly. What do you do?
1: Can I throw the phone in him? Yeah. Yeah. I throw the phone
0: in him. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll to a... To a blah, 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 blah. Engage of... Uh, directly engage. Trouble. Yeah, directly engage. Seven. Plus danger. Eight. Okay. So pick one of those. Revo- resist or avoid blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition.
1: Uh, let's create an opportunity for my allies.
0: Okay. So as you throw it, it kind of scars your hand a little bit because it's very, very hot. And what, what opportunity are you creating for your ally? I'm
1: um, trying to get my ally to I don't know maybe corner him make it a little harder for him to escape
0: okay to kind of try back him into a corner yeah. so you have definitely created that opportunity and Overclock grabs the phone and it just sinks right into his hand and now his hand is very very red hot uh-huh. and he takes a swipe at you oh no uh, so Baroness what do you want to do?
3: well I feel like with the opportunity that Piro created for me mm-hmm. I would try to break off his legs shut up now that I've discovered that his body is, like, a oh, yeah. not at all. Yeah, his
0: whole his whole deal is not real.
3: Yeah, yeah, so I'm just gonna, yeah, just, like, either smash off, like, yeah, smash off his legs so he can't run away, I guess.
0: Right, go ahead and roll to engage power. <laughs> Directly engage. I think that's well inside that, uh... Okay,
3: so that's, plus oh, it's danger? Seven, eight, nine. Okay. So it's a nine. I would like to...
0: you could get dangerous. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So I definitely want to take his legs from him, or okay. his ability to run away. Sure. Um, whatever that turns, in, I, turns out to be. I, I think
0: your initial take his legs is very doable.
3: <laughs> and I also want to... Can I use resist their blows to redirect it for Pyro?
0: So are you causing extra collateral damage? Because you only got a 9 there, so...
3: Oh, that's right, Only will use me.
0: Yeah, 1.
3: That's giving me 1. Yeah, so
0: yeah. You, you can definitely take his legs. But if you want okay. to cause some extra collateral right, damage, you can... Two. Yeah. No, I'll just take his blitz. Just take his Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you barrel into him, and basically that swipe that was coming for Pyro, yeah, is now kind of going down towards you, and he just almost rams his hand into your technological eye. Oh, and I want you to go ahead and roll to take a powerful blow. Yeah.
3: Your cell phone, <laughs> Gmail eye. <laughs> okay, that's a nine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, seven and nine. Do you want to lash out verbally, give ground, or struggle past the pain?
3: Two conditions would be hard. I'm going to give ground. I'm okay. going to give him an opportunity.
0: So, yeah, you knock his legs off, and he kind of burns your cyber eye, and you kind of recoil back from that, and in that moment, I think the opportunity he's going to take is to just give this loud whistle and go, Tick-tock! We're clocking <laughs> And they fly towards him, and he grabs onto the back of each one, and you can tell that they are going to burst through the wall in very short order. Piro what do you do? Lasso him. So you're going to try and... Are you trying to keep him in place, or are you just trying to... What's your, what's your plan? I don't think it's
1: a very thought-through plan. It's just okay. kind of... I have to do something.
0: Okay, so go ahead and roll to unleash your powers. Five... Seven. Seven? Seven. Yeah, okay. So that's partial. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a condition? Do you want to have this be unstable or temporary? I'll take a condition. With so will like a condition? What are you going to mark? It? I'm going to mark afraid. Yeah, because this is kind of a scary situation, <laughs> So you lasso kind of around his lower body. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's kind of straining, and you can see that it's starting to pull away from, like, his hips are starting to pull away from his spine, because these things are rocketing <laughs> at his speed.
3: Yeah.
0: And you can see by his face, this does not feel good. <laughs> and he's like, Aah! Magic is cheating!
4: Guys, are you so
0: here? Uh, And those eight kind of clock zombies yeah. start rushing back into the room, and it looks like they're going to start swarming Pyro. Um, right. All right, so, Baroness, what do you do?
3: I feel like my best move at the moment is to directly engage him again. I have some ideas of what I want to actually do to him.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's go with that. What are you trying yeah. to do?
3: My thought is, I want to pull his head off his body. Oh god. So that the rest of his body can go away with the dogs. Okay. And I'll keep him here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're literally trying to tear his head off. Yes. Yeah, directly engage danger threat.
3: That's the idea. Here.
0: Okay, yeah, go for it.
3: Okay, that's a 10 plus my danger is 12.
0: Sure. Uh, so, yeah, you pick two of those options. I think tearing his head off is probably taking, taking something, something
3: from him. something from him.
0: Uh, what else do you want?
3: I think I'm going to resist or avoid their blows.
0: Sure, sure. That's fine. Yeah. So, you take his head off. And again, knowing that he is entirely mechanical now has kind of given you the way to sort yeah. of break loose a little bit.
3: Yeah.
0: What does that look like on the page? So, I
3: feel like the dog is starting to pull and it's starting yeah. to stretch. So, I just and sort of grab his head off, grab his head, and they just sort of rock it through, and the head just sort
0: of stays here. <laughs> okay, sure. So, yeah, the dogs at this point, with most of his body, rock it through the wall. Mm-hmm. And when you take his head off, there's this really loud kind of electronic whine, and his voice kind of slows down a little bit. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I was really hoping we could be friends. Yeah. And, he, and his eyes kind of dart over towards where the, uh, the clock zombies are, and he goes, Boys, stand down. <laughs> Not worth it. And they stop mid-swing on uh, Piro. And at this point, there are just a whole ton of squad cars that have pulled <laughs> on side. And you are holding the disembodied head of Overclock. Mm-hmm. And he looks over at you and he goes, don't think this is the last... And then his head shuts down. <laughs> Alright. We kind of have a few panels that go forward from here. There are EMTs uh, helping the infected people, and basically they get them some juice, they get them some, uh, you know, some food... And most of them appear like they are starting to kind of come out of this whatever they were in because none of them stopped their code basically we get william and darren kind of arriving on the scene and this is just a kind of exterior panel when you guys see what has happened here like when you see just kind of the extent of this what is the and again this is the visual what does the body language look like
2: i i think i'm worried i think this got out of hand i thought this was going to be more of an id I was mean, be more of a John Hughes movie, and it wasn't. <laughs> so this is the exact opposite of what a John Hughes movie looks like.
0: Okay. Is William approaching anyone in particular, or is he just kind of off by himself to the side? Anyway, these are non-dialogue. This is just we like cutscene panels. Yeah, he's mostly just hanging out to the side, trying to figure out what's going on with the other two. Okay. And how about Darren? Is Darren actually approaching anybody? Yeah, I
2: think I would start limping and trying to approach someone to see if anyone had seen...
0: YouTube okay. I by, seen by the time you guys arrive they're both outside the building oh, okay I think Piero is probably in one of those blankets <laughs> that they give everyone at emergency scenes for whatever reason um, and I think the Baroness has like one like around her tiny like shoulder <laughs> just, like, it looks very tiny on her
2: like a little napkin, yeah, like a little napkin.
0: <laughs> um, would you would you be like would we have that panel of Darren approaching one or the other or yeah I think her? I'd
2: be approaching Baroness because I okay. can see your eyes okay. damaged
3: yeah
0: and so we've got Kind of a couple of panels that break away from that and move up. And you can kind of see the trail of the, uh, of the Clucker Spaniels across the scene. <laughs> uh, and they come down on the edge of the suburbs. And with the rest of uh, Overclock's body, walk into uh, just another very nondescript warehouse. And I think that is where we end that particular uh, issue. And that particular story arc. So Congratulations. There is one more thing we're going to do because we have ended a story arc, and this uh-huh. is where we are going to do our end of session moves. Because normally we would do this at the end of every session, but I'm doing it at the story arcs because I'm a terrible person.
3: Also, I'm not giving up a robot's head.
0: That's fine. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So at the end of every session, and we're going to go around the table so everyone gets to do this. So I think we're just going to start with um. We'll start with the Baroness, and we'll go this way. Uh, at the end of the session, do you want to grow closer to the team? Do you want to grow into your own image of yourself? Or have you grown away from the team?
3: I feel like I've definitely grown closer to the team. Okay. Especially through this uh, duo adventure with Piro.
0: Yeah. So I guess that kind of comes into the rest of that. Explain who made you feel welcome. Yeah. So you think Piro? Yeah. Uh, give influence to that character. And you either clear a condition or mark potential. And since Piro already has yes. influence over you, they will be shifting your labels. Right. Okay, yeah. so we'll start with that. Piero, do you want to shift the Baroness's labels one more time?
1: Sure. How hey, do you want to shift him? I think I might be a little bit ner- uh, freaked out by seeing someone literally tear a head off mm. of what looks like another person, so I'm yeah. going to shift the freak up, Okay. and
3: uh, I'm going to shift Savior down.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So kind of the opposite of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs>
3: Okay, so my Freak is already at maximum.
0: Okay, so you won't shift either of those, but you will mark a condition.
3: Okay, so I do not shift either
0: of them. So with is now kind of looking at you like, what is this crazy creature? You feel a little self-conscious. What do you want to mark?
3: Okay, so... I'm going to mark a little guilty. Uh,
0: And then you can either clear a condition or mark potential. Which do you want to do? I
3: think I'm going to mark potential on this one.
0: Okay. And so moving on from there... Um, we'll just go the other way then, because Piero is part of that last one. Piero, have you grown closer to the team, grown into your own image of yourself, or grown away from the team? I
1: think probably grown closer to the team. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So who made you feel welcome?
1: Uh,
3: probably the Baroness. Right.
0: So we give influence to the Baroness. Does the Baroness already have influence? Over you? I do. Okay.
3: At least I have it now on my sheet that I do.
0: Okay. So yeah, you do. So you'll go ahead and shift Piero's labels.
3: Actually, no, it wasn't. Sorry, I was reading
0: the wrong. With
3: that. Okay. Yeah. So I right. have, I have it over you
0: now. Okay. Yes. So you now have influence. Yes. over and you can either clear a condition or mark potential.
3: I'm going to clear
1: a condition. All right. What are you going to clear? I'm, I have a guilty condition from, like, our last yeah. session. I'm going to clear that.
0: going to, you, you know, you feel like you've done something to help.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, Darren, do you want to grow closer to the team, grow into your own image of yourself, or grow away from the team?
2: I think grow into my own image of myself.
0: Okay. So explain how you see yourself and why.
2: I think I see myself... As a little more limited, I think I I I came here to do a job, which is to save, um, and I'm realizing there's a cost sometimes (laughs) to trying to save everyone and everything. and I think that's where I ruined myself. Okay, so go ahead and shift one
0: label up and another down. Okay, okay. So you shift your own labels.
2: Okay, I think I'm going to shift my savior down one. What you, what's going on? I think I'm going to shift my danger up.
0: So you might have to get a little bit dangerous in order to save people?
2: Yeah. I have to sneak out. <laughs> yeah. I was very cool sneaking out.
0: <laughs> and finally William, uh, do you want to grow closer to the team, grow into your own image of yourself, or grow away from the team? I mean
4: surprisingly he's actually grown closer to the team Okay. this. Uh, so. His uh, experiences of watching uh, Darren uh, not only like save him, but then take a massive blow. Yeah,
0: Uh, pretty much for him. So so would that be Darren is the one who made you feel welcome? Definitely. Okay. Uh, So Darren, you now have influence over William. Did you already have it?
2: I did already have it. Alright, so go ahead and shift William's labels. Alright, I think I'm going to shift up his savior
0: one more. Okay, and what's going down? Oh, is your savior already maxed? Savior's already maxed. All right, so go ahead and mark that condition. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> because Darren is now, like, starry-eyed, like William is going to save all of us. Wow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, I... That's a lot I... of pressure to put on you.
2: He's amazing. Um, I think I'm going to shift his danger up by okay. one.
0: No, we, you You've already, already you've said already
4: it. Done. Oh, I have? It's already
2: been done. Oh, I only shift one label.
4: Is that right? Yeah, you get well, should... to declare one up and one down. But oh! once you said you were shifting my savior, it can't go up anymore. Okay. So, so whatever was extreme. down was
0: irrelevant. Yeah. So he's at an extreme, and we're marking uh, a condition. That's, okay. fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's part of the narrative, because now William has this added pressure that Darren thinks that he is the savior of the planet Earth.
4: I'm gonna mark angry.
0: Okay. And you can also um, you can either clear a condition or mark potential. I need to clear a condition. What you gonna clear? I'm
4: gonna clear insecure.
0: Okay. You feel pretty secure in your abilities at this point. Yes. Okay. Right. Fantastic. So that is our first story arc. Uh, thank you guys for playing. For Magpie games by Brendan Conway. It is made of magic, dreams, and a fair amount of spandex, and seriously I love it. Please check it out. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at IncognitoTuba. William and Furnace is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjutsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder underscore Brandt, that is B-R-A-N-D-T. On Instagram at brand.ash. And on Tumblr at Kimmons. Find us on Stitcher, Google Play, or your podcatcher of choice. Follow us on Twitter at Apex City Cast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next
2: time.